0: All through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. Well, today we're going to talk
1: about in Him. Father, I thank You that You're going to help me when I'm not left to myself. He who sent me is with me, and I am never alone. Thank You, God, that the Holy Ghost, You sent Him to help me preach and help them here, and it's a win-win for all of us. Because we're submitted in, in, under you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We receive your help this morning. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. In him, what do you mean by that? You know, uh, I think it's a too big of a message to try to get in here at one time. But you know how it is. You take a piece of it. You know, it, it, if you look at the, the patriarchs and all the people in the Bible, uh, it took them a lifetime to, to, to get in. It takes a lifetime to, you know, you're in him where you know, but where you don't know, you're not, you're not necessarily in him, but in, in Christ, in God. You know, today, today we look for what usually what God has instead of who he is a lot. Uh, The focus has changed. I'm not saying the faith preaching wasn't good. It was good. I use it, but there's a whole lot more than what God has. He's so much bigger as a person. It'd be like you driving by some rich guy's house and judging him for what he's got, but never knowing who he is. Or driving by a poor man's house and judging him by what he's got and never knowing who he is or what kind of integrity he has. We could see that Moses' stance, it was so good. He rejected Egypt's power, position, and money to identify with his people. He literally put a line of demarcation between him, between one world and the other, you could say. He made a line of demarcation. Egypt being a type of the world, he made a line of demarcation, so he separated. Now, if we were going to talk about what's not real clear today, it's boundaries. Because, and, and like, we've been so inclusive that nobody knows what the gospel really is, almost. We have, we've tried to include everybody in everything, so we have done away with the absolutes of God so we can be inclusive. But in doing so, we may have won souls, but we didn't make disciples. You know, we, we have believers, and they believe where the benefits are, but when it comes to, to being taxed in their character, they don't think that's part of the gospel anymore because it, it doesn't seem to suit what their perception of God is. But we, were, we will adjust that. Today, in Jesus' name. You know, even today, people are afraid to express themselves because if you make your public beliefs known, you have, you have lovers and haters from that day forward. You know that, right? I mean, that's, you can look at politics and see that's what's going on. You know, When you say what you mean and mean what you say, you're going to have people that love you and people that don't like you. But at least they know where you stand. I mean, I've had wicked people that I knew, but at least I knew where they stood and I knew how to deal with them, even though they were wicked. It, was all, it sounds crazy, but it was all right with me. I didn't like that they were wicked, but I could still do business with them or talk to them because I knew what kind of person they were. And believe it or not, that predictability enabled me to have a relationship with people who don't serve God. Now, the Bible is full of examples who people made a commitment to follow, and to not look back. See, I believe when you make that commitment, you, you, that's where you start to get in Him. Like we could say, in Him we live and move and have our being and all that. Most of us don't know what that is anyway, because in Him is a, is a spiritual place of revelation where you, you abide with Him and it's a lifetime of transfer of what He's got to, to you. So that's a process. In Him isn't just like you're in Him and you're safe. In Him, it, it's your revelation of Him that decides what you are, how much you understand God. Faith is knowing God, as Dr. Summerall would say. Now, I personally believe this with my whole heart, that confusion leaves your mind and your life when you decide to do what's right and make a commitment. Nothing's worse than dealing with people who aren't committed to anything, because... You, they just don't have any conviction. And, and even when I've talked to people, they, I mean, this might sound really bad, but it's not. Even when I, was, I, I counsel people, young people, I was trying to teach somebody about that they have to take a stance. And they were a young person, so I pushed them. Then I pushed them again. I said, how do you like being pushed all over the place? Finally, they got a spine and they just stood there and wouldn't let me push them. They thought I was going to be upset and I was so happy. I was so happy that they finally got mad enough to stop me and let me push them. Made my day. They thought I was going to be upset. And I'm thinking, I was trying to find you and I finally got to you. Good. There's somebody in there that I can talk to. Amen. How many of you understand what I just said? <laughs> I feel like, you know, you've got to reach the core to connect, right? If you don't reach the core, it's, it's, it's not going to hook up. I believe that when you make a commitment, you might be wrong, but you're not as confused as you are if you're in neutral. If you remember when, when Elijah uh, had that confrontation with the prophets, the, pe- 400, or the people just stood there indifferent. They wouldn't make a commitment to go with the side with Elijah. Indifference is, is not how you get anything out of God. So Proverbs fifteen four. if you'd be so kind as to put that up there. It says that a wholesome, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, okay? But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Uh, your tongue will cause your, you literally to have a breach opening if you talk both ways. You have to pick a conversation. You have to pick, and, and I'm going to tell you something. The devil comes after that with guns blazing, rockets, and, and anything you can find. He'll tell you you're ugly, your mother's no good, and I can't stand you. He'll say anything to get you to respond in a manner where he can operate. Do you understand? Anything. He'll break your hot water tank. He'll break your car. Somebody will tell you go get lost. You'll get to work, and for some reason, somebody will say the most hateful things to you. Because if he can pull you out of that place, you're over in his territory and your spirit becomes open. You get a breach in your spirit for him to enter in and give you paranoia, craziness, and all the stuff that comes with an opening. You know, when you think about a breach in Israel, Nehemiah repaired the walls because he had to repair all the openings so the enemy couldn't get in. You have to have your... Before, you know, it's funny. I said this before. If you're a pastor or an apostle or whatever, you know what you try to do with people? You try to give them the word and get them better and heal them. But at the same time, you're trying to teach them to put walls around their life. Because without the walls repaired, I don't care how much revelation they get. It's going to leak out and the devil's going to get in. So as much emphasis or more needs put on building the walls around your life as it does learning the Word. You can learn all the words you want, but if you don't have a certain attitude about protection, you, it's not going to work well for you. you all, you'll get some, you'll hit or miss with your faith, but it's not the same. You, you know, when you have a breach, you have an opening. And, and if I had an opening for a thief, I could get a million dollars a day, he could steal a million one. So it's not the blessing. You can't get blessed enough and to offset the breach in your life. You've got to have a wall around your life to contain what God wants to give you. So, if you talk one way and talk another, you've got an opening. And no matter how much revelation you get, you will still be tormented by demonic power because you have an opening. You can study, say, I'll study, I know to quote your scriptures and be real good. But if you don't have your walls up, you're still going to get in trouble. Now, what are walls? I think there are places you just don't let people in. got to protect your life. You can love them, buy them lunch, but you can't let them in. There are, there are relationships. You know, we quoted as come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. The problem is we didn't know what the unclean thing was. So we got out of politics and the devil took over. We got out of finances and all the Christians wound up broke and the world got all the money. We had that all messed up. It's the connection to people that are demonic and unsaved that you get. I just said I can deal with heathens as long as I know where I stand, but I don't get connected. I don't need that in my life. So you have to have boundaries and walls in your life. Not protection, like I'm not letting anybody in here. That You'll never get anything from anybody if you do that. You have to learn the difference in how to build your boundaries and build, your, build what, what you're not going to let happen. So when you talk two ways, you have an opening. So the first thing you got to do to seal up your walls is not use your tongue for the wrong thing. That's the first opening is the tongue. Anytime you say one thing and then you say another, I've done it, I have fought it, it's a tremendous fight. The biggest fight in your life is your mouth. It's the biggest fight you're ever going to have. There's not a bigger fight because your mouth controls your life. So if the devil can get a hold of your tongue seeing as how it's the rudder, then he's got you. He's got you. If you're going to say good things about people, you can't get mad and switch. Uh-huh, hard to do, isn't it? Because the devil's going to have somebody, like I said, he's going to say, you're ugly, your mother's ugly, and I hate you, and I wish you were dead. And, and then he's going to kick at something, so you start saying something bad. Because, see, he can't do anything till you talk. Because you're the prophet of your life, and you don't, he don't have the power you do, so he needs to get your mouth to use it against you. So he's going to do hurtful things to you to make sure he can get a hold of this. He'll say anything. He's ruthless. Anything goes. You know how they used to, this is a joke. They used to say, all's fair in love of war and trade cars. Well, I think all's fair in love of war and in the kingdom. The devil will do anything to get to you. Anything. Say anything. Do anything. Lie about you. Say accusation you to, to pieces because that's his best weapon. Because, see, he'll go, put them accusation bullets in there. You know, spin that revolver and have six of them and pull it, you and pull the trigger. and every time you defend yourself, you win in his game. Then he gets another, and you've got a breach, and then you've got an opening, and he begins to torment you and vex you. Many people think they've got sleeping problems. they don't have any boundaries. He gives his beloved sleep, man. He, his design is for you to rest, not be tormented. But if you won't cut off the things that need cut off your life, how is he going to give you any rest? Because you got all that demonic power vexing you. Because you mess with things you're not supposed to mess with. You watch things you're not supposed to watch. You touch things you're not supposed to touch. You say things you're not supposed to. There's 47 doors open. And the devil just picks one every other day that he wants to use to get in to torment you.
0: along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address, again, is www.believeright.tv. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week, at this time, here on this station, for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives, Have a blessed week in Jesus.